Bidzy's Small Business Society, number 122. You're listening to Bidzy's Small Business Society. I'm Rob Barisoff. We talk to small business owners about what makes their small business successful. Connect with Bidzy's Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers post projects for free in any of over 100 categories, including all types of home renovation, landscaping, cleaning services, photography, and many, many more. Now, if you're a business, Bidzy.com is a great way to find new customers because you are automatically notified each time a customer posts a project in your subscribed categories. So for example, let's say you own a roofing company and a customer posts a project in our roofing category. You are automatically notified via email or text and you can submit a bid at bidzy.com or use our internal chat system to introduce yourself to the customer and give them reasons why they should use you to complete their project. Monthly subscriptions start at $14.99. That's $14.99 per month for unlimited access to new customers and unlimited bidding at bidzy.com. Email rob at bidzy.com for more details or start your 30-day free trial now at bidzy.com. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bidzy Small Business Society. Today I am talking to Louis Lavella, Louis is a former music TV host turned entertainment branding expert and is the founder of Lavella Nightlife and Music Marketing. He crafts and builds social media marketing and branding for concerts, large festivals, nightlife venues, and up-and-coming talent. Louis is also a business consultant and applies his knowledge and experience in the entertainment industry in helping to build business brands like a boss. Welcome, Louis. Thanks for making the time today. Can you first tell us more about yourself than about what projects you're working on today? Well, thanks for having me. It's, it's a pleasure being uh, on the podcast. I, I love the podcast, and it, it's uh, really great to be here and, and to talking to you and the audience. Absolutely. And great intro, too. I love the intro. That was, that was absolutely perfect. It is it is me. <laughs> you you, you kind of canned exactly what I do. So, yes, I, I've been in the business for uh, about 20-some-odd years now. Started as, as a young teenager in, in just the nightlife era, but uh, did have a couple of corporate jobs in between uh, uh, as I grew my own business and, and sort of growing up, and uh, those were in marketing. And I got very quickly into television, which was music TV, so got to you know, uh, get relationships with managers and, and big artists and celebrities, things like that. And was always fascinated with the entertainment industry. It, it is and was, was a passion of mine. So I thought, you know, like all the advice out there, do what you love. And that's kind of what I'm doing right now. So, uh, current projects I have are some fairly large festivals up in Canada, I have quite a few clients all over the world, uh, large scale and big branded, uh, nightclubs. And like you mentioned, up and coming, uh, celebrities and, uh, and musicians as well, which is kind of fun. So taking a lot of that, that knowledge, especially nowadays being digital, social media marketing and content marketing and applying that to to all these different entertainment brands. But the cool thing is, and the reason why I love doing podcasts like this that are not specific to music or entertainment is because a lot of those tips, you know, being in the shark infested waters can translate to any, any business, you know, the flower shop, the, the consultant, things like that. There's some really cool things that, that, uh, that I do in entertainment that also translate over to many different uh, industries, which is kind of fun. Absolutely. They do apply in every aspect for sure. And that's why you're here today, Louie. We appreciate it. Now, can you give us a couple names right now? Can you name drop a couple of those brands you're working with or... 
Um, yes, yeah, so, some larger festivals that I work with and, and speak at is uh, the Nightclub and Bar Expo in Vegas, Winter Music Conference Miami, um, one of the directors in, in heavy digital marketing advisors to two festivals in Canada, like Ever After. It's a large EDM festival, tens of thousands of people. Um, uh, what the Fest is a big rock festival. We just had Headley and Billy Talent. Uh, so some some large names there. there. There's some celebrity ones that I can't mention and some up-and-comings that I can, uh, <laughs> like NSJ and Kid DET that are up-and-coming uh, you know, electronic and urban artists. And hopefully we'll hear their names very soon. Uh, but yeah, there's all kinds, all, all, all kinds of uh, cool brands that I work with, which is a lot of fun. Man, exciting stuff. So, Louis, you're living this fast, glamorous life. You're interviewing A-list celebrities as a TV host previous. Why the switch to creating your own company? Well, I mean, television was awesome, and and, uh, I'm always – being asked and always being pulled myself to kind of get back into the television realm. I, I, I produced my own shows, executive produced my own shows as well. And, uh, you know, the really fun part, like you mentioned, was meeting and interviewing celebrities, uh, Lady Gaga, Richard Branson, the Backstreet Boys, uh, and the list goes on and on, which is really fun. Yeah, crazy stuff, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Actually, Lady Gaga, she just got signed to Interscope, so it was basically her first television interview uh, ever, which, uh, as Lady Gaga, which is kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cool story. Her manager came up to me and said, I have this new girl and some new music. Can you interview her? I was down in Miami doing a whole series of interviews and we're like, oh, we have other bookings and I don't, I don't know if I have time. Like I'd love to help out a new upcoming artist, right? <laughs> but I don't, I don't, I don't think I have time. The next interview is coming up, but I said, you know, let's listen to the, to the music and the producer and I said, you know, just dance was obviously the track they were about to, to push. And uh, this one, is a yep. pretty good, yeah, this might be a big one. Let's make time and yeah, let's do this interview. So we sat down, did the interview. Super nice girl, super talented. And, uh, you know, that was in March of, I want to say, 08. Yeah, so it was early 08 because during that summer she exploded. You know, and I was like, man, thank God that I said yes to that interview. The, you know, the, the takeaway there is say yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just say yes. Yeah. You know, if you have that feeling like, mm, this could be good. Yeah, do it. <laughs> so pretty fun. So as for television, I mean, I've always had a fascination with being on TV, especially years ago when, you know, YouTube and the Internet was just starting to grow. But, you know, just being in the entertainment industry, not only behind the scenes, I love being in front of the camera as well. That's why I like doing podcasts like this now. Um, and and I think the industry, like everybody knows, started to get a little bit wobbly, right? Uh, television um, is still powerful, but there were so many other opportunities online. And I love the fact that I can really do what I wanted to do, not be stuck with, you know, TV contracts or other producers that are kind of molding um, my kind of creative vision as to what kind of content I want to do. Plus, I was I was uh, creating a lot of relationships in the entertainment industry. And at the same time as uh, me being a TV personality, I was able to create concerts and, and shows and things like that and use kind of my marketing clout and just my personality clout to bring people out. So I was getting a lot of uh, inquiries and requests to help other you know, venues or concerts to do that. You know, how do you build a brand? Because I was doing it all myself, right? So it got really fascinating to say, hmm, maybe I should kind of shift over create my own things, my own content. And really that's where the world has gone. So it's kind of nice. You know, some of the channels that I worked with that are digital channels are not even, you know, running anymore because things have changed so much. So it was kind of a good call. Um, and again, something foresight wise that we, you know, I thought this is kind of where I, I need to go. And it was a good move at the time. And now, you know, everything has changed. So 
For sure. Sounds like great timing on your behalf. And now <laughs> I want to get into more of the specifics and the strategies and the tools and resources that you're using to really connect with your client base and your audience. But for now, Louis, you talked about some of the relationships that you created just now, but uh, you likely had, and like you said, you likely had a nicely integrated network when you first launched, which may have made things a little bit easier. But take us back, Louis. Tell us a story about the biggest challenge you faced or continue to face in your business. Right, for sure. I, and um, I think one of the biggest challenges that I did face growing my own business, and this is what everybody would, would face, is, is specific audiences or specific styles of businesses you want to work with sometimes don't come to the table properly, especially when I was starting to use my relationships to say, you know, guys, how I run my concerts and how I'm successful is really starting to move towards social media. And there were a few years where people just didn't want to get it. Do you know what I mean? And I think we've all felt that in every industry. Um, yes, I, I use Facebook and it used to be free and now I have to pay. Or yes, you know, my organic reach sucks and that kind of stuff. So people really wanted it to work, but they still went back to the old school traditional ways of doing uh, advertising and marketing and branding for themselves. And while they worked a lot stronger years ago and they may work a little bit today, there is something to be said, like we all know, of what's happening with the disruption of you know social media and digital. I mean, it's not going to happen. It's happened already, and we're already there. So now, many of my clients don't even do radio and flyers and and you know have have ticket sellers or you know mixtapes going out. They're strictly digital and very successful, right? So there was that that time that was a, a pretty big challenge, even up until last year. When social media is huge, I mean, we're years into this. It's not a shock. They have to sell Facebook to anybody. You know, this is it. If they, you know, some business owners did not have the mindset to say, "Yeah, you're right. Let's jump in and let's try it and let's do it properly." Right. So to grow my business, as you know, I am not going to help you create a radio ad because I don't think that's where your particular you know venue needs to be. Or things like that, uh, you know, it was tough to c continue to grow my business where I knew this is where they had to be because every time I did it and every client that did trust was successful, right? So that, that was a big challenge to try to get through. And it was really frustrating. There's a, there was a, a big uh, chunk. And even last summer where I'm like, I'm not dealing with just bars and nightclubs at all now. Like there was very few I deal with. I need to move up a level with festivals and, and brands that are, that are a little bit more savvy, uh, even artists, you know, celebrities, they're all over social media. So they get it right away. Whereas there were so many bars and nightclubs, just because of, you know, the industry I was in earlier, it was very easy for them to come to me. But there were so many of them, like just sort of old school or trying to remember back in the day what worked. And for me, my answer was, unfortunately, I don't have a time machine. We can't go back in time and do that. Yes, it was easy to write a check to radio and get 10 promoters. But this is not how it happens nowadays. And they just couldn't grasp the, oh, I post my flyer on Facebook every single day. Why aren't people coming? Like, you know what I mean? They couldn't get the strategy behind it. Yes, they had the tactics. They had the tools. They understood, I have Facebook. I can boost that post to an audience. You know, that's a tactic. But they didn't get the strategy behind it, and they failed constantly. And then when they called for my help and I told them a little twist on that story, they just didn't want to believe it. And that was frustrating because, I mean, it was easy for me to get nightclubs and bars as clients. And I'm like, man, I'm sick of dealing with nightclubs and bars, you know, for the most part, right, to, to generalize. And it was frustrating, right? So, you know, now now I just try and continue to tell the story of this is how the strategy works. And, and people are really starting to get it now. And it's weird that it's now 2016. <laughs> it's, right? a, it's a little late. It seems a little late to the party now because it's such a dynamic, fast-moving entrepreneurial landscape, whether it's with, like you said, like your 
flower shop or for the home-based uh, entrepreneur or the, uh, you know, the marketing promoter like yourself. Now, I want you to talk about, you talked about Facebook specifically, but what other actionable steps did you take to really embrace and overcome those specific challenges, Louis? In those specific challenges for me, and this is actually one of the reasons why I continue to do podcasts like this and, and, and guest blog, things like that, it became less of an and this is a cool thing to, to hear, less advertising based and more building authority based. So I thought, look, I am great at what I do. I'm probably in my specific uh, niche, one of the only ones in the world that does it on this large scale. So I don't, I'm not a club promoter. I was when I was a teenager. Um, so there are local club promoters, things like that. I'm more of a now brand and marketing director consultant scaled, for large venues and concerts. Up, huh? Scaled up, right? So when I would be approached or would approach a client, you know, they would sometimes group me into that. Well, we get promoters all day long. It's like, no, that you can have them work under me though. You know, there's a different strategy involved. And when I went to, you know, and I do speaking gigs every year in the music industry and, and restaurant industry, stuff like that, you know, people will come to me and say, this is the guy that you need to talk to. Right. So it's great that people are starting to see me as an authority. But I did had to plan out that little shift. So instead of just advertising on Facebook as a tool, you know, with my articles or with a little webinar, like a lot of people in, in small business know to do, get them into a funnel, that kind of idea. I went strictly for let's build authority. So let's promote my book that I authored. Let's do a ton of podcasts. Let's do tons of content. I'm going to make a blog if I can two, three times a week, my own little podcast of two, three minutes, just a thought. Do you know what I mean? And let's push that out. So all of my industry and then leaking outside of that, you know, people like you guys and stuff like that will just see me as one of the best marketers and because I'm conquering my industry. And I found that really made a huge shift in how people saw me and trusted me, but also how they learned exactly how things are working. I was just teaching constantly, this is the strategies that work. This is the strategies that work. So with that said, the specific tools, you know, obviously with the podcast and with, with your podcast and my own blog, things like that, I would use Facebook and I would use, you know, cool sound bites and quotes uh, on an image for Instagram. I would Snapchat things that I'm up to. And just so people can just follow along and just learn, this is my strategy. And you know, inadvertently, they're learning how I'm actually branding myself, right, Absolutely as an authority. Right, yeah. So if they can kind of catch on to that as well, then it would really help them kind of see um, see what's working. Do you know what I mean? And, and there's so many tactics and tools to use, like like Facebook ads and Instagram ads and Snapchat and, and all kinds of stuff. But when I had a plan and I knew, okay, cool, this is my audience, but this is the actual plan that I need to present to them, things got a lot clearer and then business started to grow very quickly. Awesome. Great story. And creating that valuable targeted content and especially with uh the explosion of video recently just having that engagement as well is what you're talking about right louis absolutely and you know like you mentioned video has been huge for a long time but now that live video is coming to play and uh you know algorithms are sort of favoring it a little bit but you get that live engagement that's really what social media is all about is that engagement and that's where a lot of other companies have failed at social media like i mentioned earlier the nightclub that posts the ladies night friday five times a week <laughs> and then they leave it right and and i'm like you're not using social media you might as well just be saying that on radio or postering the town where there's no engagement you're not really capitalizing on the power of social media where you can engage somebody and grab their eyeballs and let them comment in and go back and forth and and that's what i tell a lot of my musician and, and dj brands like the first thing we do 
is what's your voice and what's your brand? Like, what's your character going to be? Is it just you? Okay, cool. Or is there certain things you don't want to talk about? You know, like if something political happens, even though you personally have a strong, you know, side either way, you're just not going to get involved because that's not part of your brand. I'm like, once you figure that out, you can post every day because you and your brain, you know what you want to talk about. It just becomes really easy. And it's just sort of understanding the different platforms, too, because, you know, things aren't going to last in the same way on Facebook as they do on Twitter, for instance, right? Absolutely. And, and things shift constantly. And especially nowadays with so many platforms out there and more emerging platforms. So the Generation Z's all over musically. Um, they love Snapchat. They're starting to get back on Twitter because they're not using Facebook as much. Instagram, I mean, they are, but they're on you know, Pokemon Go now all day long. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So there's there's a lot of attention going everywhere. So as a marketer or as a branding expert, you kind of have to, without being cheesy, you know what I mean? Figure out how do we engage and play in that sandbox? Like I always like to say, they're in that sandbox. I'm going to play in that sandbox too, not by myself over here. You know, and that's a big mistake that a lot of businesses make. They're in their own sandbox or not even at the park. Yep, Absolutely. And like you said, it's so so important, that engagement, uh, to grab those eyeballs, but podcasts like this too, to get into those ear holes with, again, that targeted content that you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's why and podcast is getting really big again, which is fantastic. And it's very targeted. So somebody will pick the shows that they want to listen to. They want to learn something or be entertained by something. And choice is, is the consumer's bag now. You know, that's their thing. Just like Netflix and people don't want to watch traditional TV because the commercials come on and it, and it has to at eight o'clock on Friday is my show. And they're like, no, I want to watch it now. And I watch 10 in a row. Do you know what I mean? So podcast is, is, is basically that user behavior getting stronger again. So it's fantastic, you know, and it's really smart that, that, you know, you're doing a podcast and you're creating content that fits, you know, the small business owner, the small business society is, is a great name for it. And things kind of just fall into line there. Again, you know, your brand and your voice and even me being in the music field, really, you know, we have now catered this show to be able to give some tips and strategies to, you know, Ma and Pa Flower Shop or Massive Corporation, which is smart of you to create your show. And that's your brand. And that's that's fantastic. Nice words, Louis. Appreciate it so much. And I think, again, <laughs> a lot of the strategies that you're using in your entertainment marketing certainly translate to business. We're talking about social media. We're talking about a lot of different tips and resources that you're sharing with the Small Business Society. So, again, we thank you for that. Thank now, you. I, I want to switch again, switch gears here a little bit. What rewards, Louis, are you taking away from entrepreneurship? Tell us, why is it so great to be Louis Lavella? Um, well, to be Louis Lavelle is fantastic because of the cool uh, connections and concerts and people I get to meet. But <laughs> that's just because it's entertainment industry. You know, some people don't have a passion for that or don't have, um, you know, it's, it's, it, it can be an annoying industry as well. Do you know what I mean? With, with the people you, you may or may not have to have to run into. But, you know, entrepreneurship itself, I mean, you can design your life, you know? Yes, it's it's a little bit of a hustle, a lot of a hustle, but you can literally design. So I like to work from home, play with the kids. You know, if I want to stop, you know, after this podcast, I have one meeting at 11. I'm like, okay, hey, I'm done. You know, not to sound like people shouldn't be hustling a million hours a day, but once you get to certain levels, you can sort of decide you know, what you want to do with your life. So I'm, I'm going to be producing a, a music marketing workshop because I like traveling too. I like bringing the family around traveling. And we're like, so we're going to create this music marketing workshop. I've built myself a brand so I can use that as leverage. Let's visit 10 cities in the next couple of months. We'll get a few sponsors and those sponsors can come in as modules, you know, that, that fit 
perfectly, you know, to a, a musician or a DJ that wants to learn about ticket sales and learn about Facebook and learn about advertising and let's go travel. So building that lifestyle that, that you doesn't have to just be another job. So if you're an entrepreneur and it becomes a job to you, start to, to, to hustle to get out of that mentality, but also design the life that you wanted. There's no use um, going crazy, not making a dollar because you're an entrepreneur and you don't like what you're doing, right? Brutal. Yeah. I mean, you are essentially the master of your universe and you are, you create that, you create that universe for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Louis, obviously social media is huge for you and we've been talking about it throughout, but what other methods do you use to really engage with and grow your audience? And I want you to help the aspiring entrepreneur understand some things about gaining some traction out there. Great. Well, I mean, there's always networking, Right. There's always going to be some great networking opportunities. There's nothing more powerful than that face to face. Yes, digital networking is huge because it's exponential now. You can network with somebody across the world and still chat with them, even on live video, stuff like that. Fine. But that face to face just gives you as well a little bit of that. Ooh, like I got to meet somebody and I'm excited. We're having a drink together or lunch and things like that. Um, if I go back to my business, you know, that let's say has to do with, with, um, you know, festivals or things like that, you know, delivering the right product and, and being there to shake the hands and just bring a smile to it. You want your brand online and digitally to translate to the real product. So again, if, if you have a fun brand as a flower shop and you respond social media wise with, uh, you know, tongue in cheek answers and it's really fun loving when they come in, they want to feel that, Do you know what I mean? They want to know that this is the same brand. It's the same people. Like you want to make sure your brand kind of lines up all the way through. And when you're doing that in person and face-to-face stuff, everything needs to translate well. And it creates a, a very powerful, very powerful uh, uh, brand and marketing aspect for, for your company, right? Um, the same with celebrities, you know, a lot of people are like, Ooh, they, they, they put a heart on my tweet and you feel so good that that person did that. You know what I mean? Cause there's a connection and that's the lightest possible connection possible, you know, imaginable. But when you actually meet the person, if they're nice as well, like the connection gets so strong, they become raving fans. And when, you know, stuff hits the fan or a mistake happens or something didn't go right at your business, they're more likely, or at least 90 some odd percent of the people more likely to back you up as, as if you're a friend that a mistake happened or something didn't go right, then just attack you. Cause people are great at attacking people on social media and online, oh, wow. right? They love that. You know, I mean, every single day there's a hundred headlines that people have a big opinion on, right? So, um, everybody becomes an expert, like structural engineers and weathermen, like instantly, right. Or political, uh, you know, experts uh, because they're online and they're kind of behind the keyboard, so to speak. But, you know, when you build that that fan base and they're raving fans for you and, and they support you, you know, when mistakes happen or little mistakes happen, they're less likely to attack, right? They're, they're more likely to support you and be the ones to engage under your comments. You know what I mean? And especially when you meet them face to face and you just kind of reiterate that brand and that's exactly how, how you are and how things work. I mean, it just, it's just exponential on, on people's love for your brand or your business or yourself. Yeah, Louis, speak that consistent language, right? And I recently spoke to John Lee Dumas a second time on our podcast for episode number 100. And he spoke about the importance of that face-to-face networking. He was a speaker at Podcast Movement 2016 in Chicago. And he just said that is the most important thing for up-and-coming podcasters specifically is to get out there and shake the hands of the people that they've been listening to for so long, right? Absolutely. You know, and like nothing beats that. You know, I, I, I was just in Chicago too and I just missed the podcast expo. There was another social media expo before that and the week after I was busy. That was, that was fairly recent. And you're right. I mean, uh, there were some fantastic uh, thought leaders in the social media space and we even engaged a little bit on social media before. And when I went to um, actually talk to them, 
and and shake hands with them. It just, you know, again, we became friends instantly type of thing and, and went out for dinners and hung out and and we just grew that relationship very quickly. It's amazing how fast a relationship digitally will grow once you meet them face to face. Wow, great stuff. Getting goosebumps over here, man. Yeah, maybe we can shake <laughs> hands soon, Louie. That would be great. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, again, in the interest of time, I'm going to be jumping around here towards the end, Louie, but uh, tell us why is it so important to have a coach or a mentor in business or in life? I think that a lot of people um, may not be good at teaching themselves, and I think a lot of people are fantastic at teaching themselves, but there's always something to be said on following or, or brainstorming with a mentor that's been through it that can fast-track you or, as you teach yourself, coach you on maybe some, the proper path that you think you might be taking. Uh, much like when you're a kid and you're growing up, you want to start to find your own way. And the parents are always like, I've done that before. And you still want to do your own thing. There's always something as you start to catch on, you know, on, on uh, at least taking some of the advice. And then you have a different maybe perspective of what you're about to do. So, I mean, having a coach, a mentor, um, learning from somebody else it's just super strong because they can kind of guide the path. They've either been through it before or it's another strong brain to attach on top of yours as you're learning. And it just goes a long way. For sure. Is there anybody that you follow online right now for inspiration and motivation? Um, there are so many. I mean, I, I love, uh, obviously, Gary Vaynerchuk's great in social media. Um, uh, John Loomer's great with the Facebook advertising. Uh, there's so many books I read, you know, Tim Ferriss's books have been great. Um, I, I like, I like suck up audiobooks like crazy because, uh, I just don't have the time, you know, and not that I don't have the time cause I'm so busy working like crazy, but between that and actually wanting to enjoy my life, I like the audiobooks. you know what I mean? I, when I'm driving to a meeting, I can, I can ingest them very quickly. Uh, there's just so many authors. Like my thing is full of, you know, old school ones, things that just come out, uh, Ryan Holiday's books, you know, all over the map that are, you know, business and social oriented and uh, just love to, to listen to all those. Uh, Grant Cardone has obviously some great ones for sales and things like that. And they all have really cool little golden nuggets that you can take away. Um, Pitch Anything was another great book that I just kind of went through. And, uh, and and he had his own little little sliver on how to pitch things. So there's just so many good ones out there. I like to teach myself and learn. Uh, so I like to uh, utilize all of them as mentors and not just listening to the books and kind of reading the blogs, but also even if I can't get mentored by them by actually talking to them, follow along their strategy. Watch what they're doing. How are they posting? What are they saying? You know what I mean? And that's sort of being mentored indirectly if I don't have direct access to them. And I think that's a fun thing to, to take away. Yeah, the tools are out there and uh, you have access to them without writing a big check. Uh, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I, I follow a lot of those influencers, especially Tim Ferriss, man. Love his podcast yeah. so much. Yeah, his, his four-hour work week book was one of the ones that I've listened to. I did read it as well, but I do listen to it so many times. And not just because of the idea of four hours a week of work. But, I mean, the big takeaway I got from that book was the outsourcing. Use your, your strengths, but also anything that you can pass on to somebody else, that's a quick way and a strong way to grow your business. That was one of the big nuggets I got at, out of that book. And I love, I love listening to it over and over again. Um, cause it's, it's a fun book and I love how he, you know, and, and he also structures his life. Like you don't need the $2 million to have this lavish lifestyle. Sometimes you can just deconstruct it. Cool. If I want a beach house, it costs me X amount of dollars a month. Well, what do I need to make to just cover that? You know what I mean? And it was a very cool mindset and cool way to think about designing your life. I like that idea because some people just have that goal of, man, if I don't hit the million dollar mark, I can't go on vacations and have my fun and have, you know what I mean? And there's always a goal that may not be attainable as quick or maybe never in some, you know, some people, but there's so many, even, you know, I, I try and 
mentor that to some of the musicians. You could be very happy making six figures and not being the hundred million album sale guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you can, and they're like, yeah, that's right. As I'm getting to that goal, I can still enjoy my life and create music. And I'm making a hundred grand or 200 grand myself as a self public. You know what I mean? And it's true. Some people just have that one goal. And if they don't hit that and, and they hit a Grammy, they're still hustling, working forever and not enjoying life. I'm like, you can enjoy and have a lot of fun and then get that Grammy eventually, right? I'm not going to happen tomorrow, but what are you going to do from now and 10 years from now? Enjoy. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's about the journey. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Louis, do you love to win or hate to lose and why? Um, I mean, it's, that's a hard question. So I don't know if I love or hate either of them. <laughs> I, I mean, winning is always fantastic and uh, losing is always a great learning experience. I think my personality is fairly easygoing. So that when the losses come, they can be frustrating. But I now try and quickly not only overcome them, but try and figure out how do I change this? I mean, we love blaming everybody else for things that happen. Like I mentioned before, with the, with the clubs and bars being very frustrating during that time as, as I was growing and figuring out the clientele. But I kept saying, man, these bar owners are just like, what? they're not getting, they're not real business people. They don't get it. But I'm like, but, but second sentence right away is how can I fix that? Do I just eliminate them or do I try and change their mindset somehow? Do you know what I mean? So as the complaint was coming out, it was quickly like, but I'm not going to be able to change them right away unless I do something to change them. Right. And, you know, those were losses of, of frustrating, not being able to close them. Or they were always like, yeah, no, we got to start soon. But they just wouldn't close because they didn't get it. And it was frustrating. Right. Um, and that's a loss, you know, and losses, but it wasn't that I hated to lose. It was a cool challenge and it's just frustrating. So, but it wasn't like, uh, something that would stop me. And it was cool because, you know, as an entrepreneur, I, I think different than a regular business guy, an entrepreneur will always just continue to work and continue to, to, to overcome them constantly. And, and you always remember, yeah, but we overcame that. We overcame that debt. We overcame that loss. You know what I mean? You just keep going. So the mind, the mindset's really different. And dealing with those hardheads made you dig deep and find a solution to that problem, right, Louis? Right, right. I mean, if you give up, you pretty much don't make it to your goal, right? So there's got to be a way around it. And, and most of the times, it's not changing everybody else. It's just changing you. And whether you're shifting to now go after different clients uh, or you're shifting the, like the way I was kind of portraying myself so that they would shift their mindset. So I did a lot of podcasts, like I said, and, and blogs and stuff. To, to, so they kept seeing and changing their minds and learning to get into social media quickly. And then they just started to fall into place. Now, Louie, what do you do to wind down after a long or stressful day? Looking for some actionable stuff here. Um, I love being outside. I'm currently shopping for a hot tub because I love hot tubs. Too, <laughs> yeah, sit in the hot tub. So that's my current month uh, project. Um, but, you know, wind down, like, you know, playing with the kids. I love watching documentaries and cartoons, which is kind of fun. Uh, you know, and, and since I have little ones, they, they, they wind me down really quickly with just playing outside in the backyard or getting on some, some PlayStation or Xbox. Or now lately I've been taking around doing Pokemon Go, which is great because we're doing two hours of walks and they have the phone in their hand and we're, they're learning geo, you know, mapping and they're, Oh, I see that road there, dad, we got to go down that road. And it's pretty fun. Actually. It's, it's for them to, to actually learn mapping and stuff like that. A lot of people are, are making fun of it as, as a, a craze, which it is. You have no idea how big it is unless you actually <laughs> walk around with your kids and you're like, Holy cow, a hundred percent of the people out here are playing this thing. <laughs> so good for Nintendo and Niantic to, uh, to cash in there. But, uh, very cool different game but yeah those kind of things uh wind me down pretty quickly yeah creating those spatial abilities for the kids maybe huh yeah it's 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 pretty fascinating i love it 
Now, Louie, we've been talking about it throughout, but I want you to boil this thing down. What is the one piece of advice you want to share with our listeners about building a brand through social media? Definitely know who your voice is. 100%. You got to figure out who your voice is, who your character is going to be. And then second step there is from there, you can start to quickly realize who your audience is. Just like, you know, you have a particular voice, you know exactly who your audience is now. And then things become easy to kind of line up the content. And those things have to be consistent. So again, for my my brand and my voice is cool guy marketing. There's a lot of people with the same expertise levels as, you know, in marketing as I do. But I have a different twist on my brand and my story. If you look at my Instagram, you see pictures of this large concert stage behind the scenes. It gives a very cool brand to marketing for me. Um, and then I it becomes easy to, to create those kind of pieces of content and just get them out constantly. Louis, love your voice, love your brand. I don't, th- and I don't think it's any secret why people want to work with you. Now, if our listeners want to learn more and connect with you, how can they find you? Absolutely. Uh, obviously, I'm all over social media, <laughs> right? That's an obvious one. And of course, I have my blog and podcast on my website. And all of those is is my name, Louis Lavella. So L O U I E L A V E L L A. So that's louislavella.com or any username, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, uh, so at Louis Lavella, all over the map. And I'm engaging myself, uh, you know, no assistance doing that. It's me no matter how big I get because I like engaging with everybody and, and kind of throwing some, some, you know, teaching and learning out. So it's, it's pretty fun. So anybody can ask me any questions they like. It's great to engage with people. Great tools, great resources. Louis, thank you so much. This has been a blast. Thanks for joining us on Bidzy Small Business Society, man. You take care. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And thanks to all the listeners as well. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, if you're looking for a service provider or a local professional, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, if you're looking for new customers or a way to expand your customer base, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at Bidzy.com. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. Go to Bidzy.com for information and resources on how you can grow your business. Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today.